He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And I'm so excited because so often do you get the opportunity to have a guest repeat back on the show after such a short amount of time. So I'm really excited to welcome back my main man, Daniel Cruz from Wash B&B. Uh, we got such a good first episode that I couldn't help but get you back on for a part two after all the announcements of you getting into tech stars and doing all this great stuff with Wash B&B. So Daniel, welcome back to Slick Talk. How are you doing? Thanks, Will. Man, it's great to be here. I'm a little tired. It's a Friday afternoon. We're doing what's called Mentor Madness, which means we meet with about 90 prospective mentors over eight days. Um, that's a lot of 20-minute meetings, a lot of talking about what we do at Wash B&B, a lot of pitching, a lot of digging deep into problems as deep as you can in 20 minutes. Um, so as an introvert, I'm a little like bleary-eyed and <laughs> Uh, a little drained, but I feel good out there at the end of week two of Techstars. So how long does Mentors Week continue on next week as well, or are you on to a new phase? One more week of Mentor Madness, and then we uh, would distill those like 85 to 90 mentors into five or six that we really, really want to work with and oh, get wow. matched with. And then, we, uh, and then we go through like two straight months of building, building, building. Wow. So you get to pick exclusive, like, hey, I really want to work with xyz b or you know whatever their names are <laughs> yeah we get to we get to rank them like there's the the ranking system is like want to work with will work with and won't work with and we won't get anybody we don't want to work with um but the mentors like also go through this matching process where they say the same thing and then there's some like magic algorithm behind the scenes that helps pet match and like clear up the you know a lot of teams want to work like there i think there's two other folks that are here in short-term rentals um services or type of space so we'll probably always want to meet with like the short-term rental people um so they'll some like magic will decide who gets who dang that's really cool so can you just for i'm you know i'm a startup founder but not in the startup of a way that you are starting up a startup you know with crowdfunding and going through a, uh, an accelerator and all this other stuff can you explain to everyone that's listening or watching right now what Techstars really is like outside of the the mentor madness that you just described? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Techstars is a global network of accelerators. It's really a big venture capital firm. Um, and instead of like the standard venture capital model where you convince somebody that you're worth investing in and you're going to grow their money, you know, a huge amount of money over time. Um, Techstars has this model where they invest in your business, they become a co-founder in your business, and then they put you through a three-month accelerator where they just do everything they can and everything in their power to help you succeed. What connections do you need? What tools do you need? What education do you need? Um, office space. We've got this big, beautiful office space here. You can't see much of it in this uh, conference room I'm, I buried myself into right now. Um, but so we're in a cool space. Um, we've got amazing managing director named Dave Payne who recruits all the teams and decides kind of like who gets in and is the lead investor. Um, and we've got some support staff around us, some interns and, and really the goal is just to, to like, how fast can we grow in this environment where we have a lot of the tools and resources that we need. So what happens after the three months, they just let you back into the wild. <laughs> we'll pitch i think uh october 19th or i think october 19th is our demo day so we'll pitch on stage um and talk about like what we've done during the program what our business is problems we're solving all the great metrics the opportunity for the future mm -hmm. um we have the opportunity to or the option if we want to like start fundraising again after that so we we'll probably will have some sort of fundraising component where we're looking for more capital to expand our business and then after Techstars, the, the actual program is over. We get um, a lifetime membership card, basically, of the global network of every founder that's ever been through Techstars, every mentor that's ever mentored Techstars. Uh, and they really pitch this give first and like vulnerability model where we're supposed to be very, um, you know, focused on like giving first. So yeah. another founder approaches you and your Techstars, their Techstars. It's like this instant like camaraderie and bond where we're supposed to 
um, not supposed to, but you just want to because you yeah. go through this like shared experience that's hell of being an early stage entrepreneur. Yeah. And uh, and you, you do that for a while. You realize that's hell. And so when people come to you and say, hey, I'm also doing this, you're like, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that. Let me help you or let me make a connection for you. Yeah. So it's like any time I have uh, someone that tells me to go through Army basic training and I was like, oh, yep, I yep, feel you. I exactly. want to go back through that. You got, but... something, you got something they can probably use, some yes. advice, where they like, don't do it, do do it. If you do do it, do this, don't do that. Exactly. No, awesome. Dan, that's such an incredible process, though. Can you – like, so – with Wash B&B, because when we had you on the show before, we're talking about your story, you know, how you got started, what, what does that, you know, entail to creating what the concept of Wash B&B is? And anyone who's listening or watching the video um, right now, you need to go back and listen to the episode. It's pure gold. I, it's one of my favorites, and I don't say that often. I'm, like, genuinely a big fan of that episode. Um, but uh, curious to know, so with Techstars, when you guys are there, um, what what's the, I guess, challenge of now running your business not in Milwaukee? Because... I'm assuming you have someone running the day-to-day stuff there. But now, what are you building at Techstars? Is is this going to be a tech-enabled platform, or what's going on behind the scenes with Wash B&B as you're going through this program and all the other stuff that they put you through with this accelerator? Yeah, it's a great, great question because it, that's the big challenge, right? Is like, how do you get out of your business as a CEO and founder? Like, how do you get out of the day-to-day of the business so you can have three full months to focus on future, on growth, on mentorship? Um, and so luckily I've got a really amazing team, uh, Brian, our chief operating officer and co-founder. Um, and the other team that's like back in Milwaukee is like running the day-to-day, making sure our current customers um, don't feel like there's anything different happening at Wash B&B. And then... <clears throat> Um, so I'm lucky to have that. I wish I had my whole team here with me because that would be really helpful and going through some of the sessions, but yeah. we'll be able to like rotate some people um, in and out of Atlanta as we go through the program. Um, that'll be nice. And we'll probably have like some, some versions of like our all night, like hackathons where we, <laughs> um, you know, put everybody in the same conference room and just start building and creating and, and plotting and planning the future. That's incredible. Some war rooms. Yeah. Stuff. And then the uh, what was the second part of the question? Uh, basically, what what are you guys building while you're there? So is, yeah, there, is there a spe- specific add-on to Wash B&B as a concept that you kind of described in the beginning? Yeah, so a couple we're gonna like manage that on a couple fronts. One, we're gonna do a series of design sprints where we go through and just kind of like rethink all the pieces of the business. So we're gonna start with our customer journeys and making sure like our personas are right, all this like strategy stuff. I don't know how interesting that is for people listening here, but um, I'm like nerded out on like strategy in the marketing area. So customer strategy, making sure our product then maps to all of that strategy. So the value propositions that we've designed for Wash B&B, the solution that we're solving, does that actually meet that? We've got a lot of feature requests from our customers right now. Um, Can you add pillows? What about mattresses, mattress protectors, duvet inserts? Um, so where do we like prioritize all that stuff, um, and make sure that we can deliver the product that they really need first and then start adding more things into the future. Um, thinking through how operations and logistics work for wash and B we're really like an operations and logistics, like company, yeah. especially for, for the first couple of years, handling last mile delivery, getting clean linens out to everybody, getting them back to our facility, getting them cleaned. Um, that's a, a lot of the mechanics of wash and B right now. Um, customer success is like a big part of that. One thing I've been talking a lot about with my team and and with, with us too, is we've built something that our customers absolutely love. Like your first weekend at Wash Me and B is this like life changing moment where you realize like, Oh my gosh, I don't have to worry about this stuff anymore. This big problem, like maybe the hardest thing to do for a short term mental host is now gone, like back of house, like completely out of sight, out of mind. Um, but after we onboard you, you also can't run your business without us. So there's this huge like amount of trust we have to have with our customers, a lot of uh, important sort of things that we have to make sure that we can always deliver our product or service to our customers so they can like run their business that weekend or that week. Yeah, um, Super important. So just kind of like redefining, making sure that we really thought all those through um, and then understanding all the math and the numbers behind that. How can we grow to new markets? Um, and the really cool thing is, is we'll be opening in Atlanta here, um, as we go through the program. So not, this won't just be a whole bunch of like fluffy work on paper. Yeah. Um, it'll be like fluffy work on paper and whiteboards. I wish you could see the whole room around me. It's full of just like plans and strategies and maps and things. 
Um, and we'll basically turn that into a real live second operating location, which will be Atlanta, Georgia. Dang, that's so cool. So second location coming in. So all the crowdfunding has been done with hosts, uh, you know, the host by host model that you've, you've kind of created and, and coined. Um, you know, I want to imagine like the amount of excitement that's coming from those hosts out in Atlanta right now. Like if they hear or saw that you guys are opening up, finally the opportunity of their investment coming true is, is really happening. So it's so cool. Um, I have kind of two questions for you though. Uh, one will be, we'll start with the first, this one first is, is there a tool or resource that you've gotten from the tech stars program so far in the beginning of the first two weeks that you're just like, I will not let our company operate without this. Um, is there anything in particular that you thought you wouldn't need, but now that you have, you're like, damn, we cannot go back. I don't know if there's like one, like one necessary tool or something that's been provided to us quite yet. I think that, I think the best thing is, is really thinking about like the strategic part of our business mapped to like the customer needs of our business um, and just really having a good like narrative around that. I'm a big fan of storytelling. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for all business models uh, and, and for all business leaders to be able to tell your story really well. Um, and I think that's like part of what we're working on a lot at, at Techstars is what's the narrative we're trying to tell, mm-hmm. not just to investors, but, you know, first and foremost to customers. Like what's yeah. the narrative we need to tell our customers that speaks to what they need um, and then design our product around those needs and then that narrative. Yeah. And of course, it's also important for investors. Like, what do we understand about the world that's changing that the rest of the world isn't quite seeing yet? So we're doing a lot of work on like that narrative and that storytelling building, um, because what we want to do is come out with this and show that there's this really, really big opportunity to build infrastructure into this decentralizing of hospitality marketplace Mm -hmm. and nobody seems to have the appetite to go build that except for us right now so this is the horse to back um let's get the back end let's get the resources we need because at scale this looks like a really really interesting and really cool um, opportunity and and the world is kind of like changing right before our very eyes and we want to be in the forefront of that 100 well this goes perfectly with my second question then to you uh you know being such a heavily operations focused business you know this is a not an easy task that you guys are tackling. Laundry in itself is, as we discovered in the first episode, a huge like bottleneck for a lot of operators. Let's just be honest. Um, so with that, being in Techstars, do you ever see um, either WashBnB creating more of like a software end towards the product of what you guys offer, not only just operations, but kind of in that, I don't know, the first thing that kind of comes to mind is like a breezeway or a VR scheduler type uh, software backend where your clients, your customers, hosts, uh, multifamily, you name it, whatever type of operator um, can can have with this Wash B&B experience. Yeah, I think so. I think there's definitely the way I view technology and I've always viewed technology is like it should really help you automate or it should help you make something easier. Um, it should make you more efficient, more profitable or somehow and right now at Watch B&B, like we have all those issues, but we haven't experienced them in a, in a big enough scale to really say like we need to invest heavily in developing some software tool that'll make this easier for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in just like do it in Excel, do it with your hands and your muscles, do it with the van, and then figure out like what you're running up against, like where are your choke points, and can technology help you alleviate that? Um, and so I think what you'll see from Watch B&B in the near term or medium term is internal software, internal applications that help my team like do their job better and more efficient. Um, Then the long-term goal for our customers is we want to take this like laundry, which, you know, is probably your number one or number two hardest thing to do in running the operations of your business. We want to take that and just completely like get it out of your mind. Um, that requires like this whole complex waterfall of like operations and logistics that has to happen from my team, but I don't want you to even have to know about it. And ideally long-term, I don't even want you to have to like think about it. Like I just want to get the information directly from Airbnb or Verbo or your direct booking engine, maybe Guesty or Breezeway, like however that information comes to us, but the information automatically feeds to Wash B&B that creates an order that gets you know automatically created and that gets delivered to your door or to your housekeeping closet or wherever it needs to be. 
and then we pick up the dirties. And so as an owner, what we really want to do is take uh, opportunity to make passive income and make it truly more passive, make it truly like a side hustle again, which was what most people got into this. I think that business for is they want passive income streams or multiple income streams. We make it possible to like have multiple income streams or to have truly passive income because you're able to like offload all this complicated, hard stuff to us. That's awesome. And I'm so you guys are using, or at least your customers are using these other products such as breezeway, whatever on the back end, you guys are getting plugged into it, doing your operations accordingly with their schedule. Uh, I, can you walk me through that? I'm just kind of curious on this big back end because like, if you, you don't want your customers to imagine this, right? Like you don't want them to have the time. Like they want to be just like laundry done out of my, out of my sight, out of mind. But with all that free time, I'm a curious person. So I have to know, like, I'm like, all right, I got so much time on my hands. What's, what's watch me and be doing on the back end. So I'm just kind of curious what that looks like. Yeah. On the back end. I mean, this is all just plans kind of far out into the future. Cause right now building the physical infrastructure is like taking all we can, all we can muster and all we can handle. Yeah. Um, but that's, so it's more like ideas into the future of how we want the thing. Now the, still the current goal, even without the technology and the software is we still want this to be like as little input from the host or from the manager, um, as needed. And so that just means like now we're like physically counting all the inventory on site at our customer locations. We're asking for, you know, reservation data if they have it available to us. But most, a lot of companies just aren't in the position quite yet to be able to like look forward into their reservation systems and say, Oh, I'm going to need, this many sheets this weekend, two weeks in advance. Um, so right now it's just, it's very much more of a manual process. Interesting. Really interesting. Well, um, my man, I got like, there's so many thoughts with like tech stars in itself. Um, but since that we have you on video for anyone listening, we don't have video often. So I have to show this beautiful graphic put on by Daniel and their marketing team, uh, for their email newsletter that I got this morning. Um, so Techstars Atlanta in partnerships with Cox Enterprise, Wash B&B and Techstars. Super cool. Um, my, I guess, go-to in this process is what, like, do you get to see into the future of this program? Is there anything in particular that you're looking forward or forward to? Um, like, is there a certain week or, or topic or a phase that is just like what you're, you've been anticipating the whole time ever getting into Techstars? Yeah, the the Techstars program that we're in isn't as regimented as some other um, some other startup accelerators I've seen, where we go through the mentor madness, and then we get build time, and then we get like storytelling and pitch time um, at the end. Um, so I think the the expectation for a lot of Techstars companies is that the the startup one hundred and one stuff, like the financing, the you know, the incorporating, the team building, the equity splitting and things like that. Um, I think the expectation is that most companies here have a pretty good grasp on that. Mm -hmm. So you're not quite like at the idea inception stage. You're probably at the idea, like the stage where you've got some traction, you've got some customers, you've proven that this has a potential of working and you're, maybe you're deciding whether this is going to be a great lifestyle business or uh, potentially a venture scale business. Mm -hmm. And I think most of the companies here in our cohort um, are dealing with like some of those type of questions. Um, I've been really, really looking forward to the mentor, um, matching, which is what we're in right now, mm -hmm. even though it's super draining, we're going to come out of this with like five or six people that are insanely talented. Um, you know, we're talking about like people with backgrounds from like Boston consulting, um, lots of folks from, from like Harvard business schools and the Dardens and the, you know, other like Kellogg's and the big Wharton business schools that have got, experience doing strategy and then mapping that out through a, like a business life cycle. Um, and that's, we could use a lot of help with that yeah. to be hundred percent honest. And we can also use help from other founders. So there's a lot of other founders, like previous founders who have sold businesses or built them, um, built them and failed. Um, so people that have built startups, like just kind of like have a knack for all this crazy stuff we're trying to do and, yeah. and how like insane we are about going about it. And so, coming from Milwaukee, like coming from like a never working for a startup and now being in charge of a startup. Um, those are like connections. I think that are going to be just be really, really valuable for us. Uh, and then just working, having the chance to work with Dave Payne, our managing director, he's incredible. He's like the startup whisperer, um, <laughs> like the Yoda for startups kind of, kind of guy. 
Um, that's just really, really good, like high quality. He's been around startups like for the last 15 years. So just mm. he's seen it all. He's kind of like got lots of different frameworks for doing things. Um, that's really, really valuable for us. Um, and then finally, when we get a little more time, just getting to get, getting the team together and just building, like, how are we just going to like go crazy? Like we're here to like mess stuff up, if you will. <laughs> I say it a little bit differently with the team, but like we got into this program. We're not just going to like sit on our thumbs and, and kind of watch it go by. Like we're going to take some chances. We're going to take a little risk. Uh, we're going to go big and show what this team is made of and like how fast we can go and how big we can get. I love that. And I, I want to maybe like touch on something with, with, with your guys early crowd raise. Um, you know, I saw Julie George, a, a good mutual friend of ours became the lead investor for you guys in your, your crowdfunding. Um, and now, so with the mentors added on to with TechStars, um, is, is this like, what's your, I guess, uh, network around, uh, watch BNB looking like when it comes to your supporters. And I'm just kind of curious, like it's just so cool to see the mutual connections and the amount of um, overall just support coming in. So kind of show us into that. What, what's, what's it looking like with this whole crowdfund, Julie George, Techstars mentors, all this stuff. Like what, what's, what's that behind the scenes? Yeah, it's, it's been like a little difficult to like keep track of it, to be honest. I've <laughs> got to get better at my systems of like, organizing and figuring out where I'm going to close the door real quick. The vacuum cleaner is coming by. Okay. No worries. All right. Sorry about that. No, Might get good. a little echo, a little more echoey now. Um, you're good, but you can cut that out if you want. Um, so the, the, the work with like getting to know Julie, who's amazing. Um, I think you probably saw like, as soon as you mentioned her name, like my face kind of lit up. Um, <laughs> so working with Julie is so awesome. Uh, and just like building a network, I was just talking with Derek, who's the founder of a company called Nectar, yeah. uh, which is also building something in the short-term rental space. So it'll be really interesting to a lot of people probably here listening. Um, and just, you know, he was so surprised that we've been doing this for a year and a half and my background's in beer and beverage and, um, but we've already built like a pretty solid network, you know, got a great relationship with you, mm-hmm. Julie, like Mateo Bradford, Anthony Gant from, from at ease yeah, love those guys. Uh, and just people. Yeah. Just people from like amazing people, Andrew from safely, yeah. um, Andrew McConnell from rental.com and his CFO, Karen, like Which just didn't, really, didn't they go through tech stars in Atlanta too? Um, I don't Andrew, uh, Mc, not McConnell, um, Bait? from, yeah, yeah, he went through tech stars in New York. Okay. Um, I don't think rented, they might be a tech stars company. I'll have to ask him actually now. Right, um, I think Andrew, but I know Bate, he's in the mentor pool. Okay. Yeah. Cause, uh, Andrew Bate, uh, good partner of the show. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think they went through the tech stars program too. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. He went through tech stars insure tech in, um, in, uh, New York city. Okay. That's awesome. Super I think cool. back in 2018 or 17. Uh, but yeah, so just, we've had really good luck, like meeting people. It's been through, the club it's been through clubhouse even though i'm a ghost there these days um, <laughs> you <and me> both man <laughs> <laughs> it just creates a lot of work and it's yeah. it's uh synchronous synchronous audio is hard in the summer because if you're if i'm not you know doing work in the office i want to be out having fun somewhere right 100 100 uh, but i think in the winter the club will be popping again let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think it's just crazy that i i love just listening to your story and then like of course sharing it with other people because like first time hopping onto clubhouse and seeing this guy named Daniel Cruz in the audience and then on the stage and then hearing your story and then getting you on the show. And then also boom, your crowdfunding and just seeing the inception and the stages of your guys' story and overall company. Uh, I just, the amount of drive and passion that has pushed to this point, like, you know, I was telling you before we got into the recording was seeing that you've been doing watch me for a year and seven months. And this is like the, the growth and the, the continuous like innovation that you're doing, especially through a pandemic. Like, what the heck? It's just super cool and encouraging to, to see. Um, so just, you know, seeing it in, in fruition, I just get so pumped because this is something I feel like, you know, you kind of have a theme, right? You have the host for host model, which we talked about in the first episode. And now seeing the founder for founder model. Now, as you're going through the startup where you're, you're a founder surrounded by other founders going through a similar journey, um, trying to do the same thing, which is bring value to their customers, bring value to the industry and, and really change something. Um, 
So it's just really cool to see it. I want to just give you my, my biggest kudos and, and hats off and applause and everything you could think of uh, because it's such a cool story, man. Such a cool story. Thanks, Will. It's, um, it's interesting to hear it that way because I think most people, I've been working a lot on like perspective and, and how perspective changes like over time and as you level up and, um, and as you go through your life, like things always look different. And then you have perspective from other people, which is completely different. And so one thing I've noticed a lot as building Wash B&B is things don't ever happen as fast as you want them to go or um, you have a really great day, which always means tomorrow you're going to have like a really shitty day. Um, we call it like the roller coaster of like founding a company where yeah. it's just like, it's always constant ups and downs. Um, and so it's, it's awesome to hear like other people's perspective and, and hear that, that, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys like did that. Or now you're in tech stars and you're going through, um, because a lot of times like living in, in it from day to day, it just feels like, okay, like yeah. we did this, but now like we did this, but now we're still looking like up way up here. We got to go way up there. Because like you're constantly, yeah, you're constantly like, all right, onto the next, onto the next, like you've, you've evolved versus people are seeing it probably in bigger steps and you're seeing it as kind of a, you know, yep. where it's never a really big shift, but it's on the outside. It's a, it's a big one to us at least. So, yeah. And like, and it's cool just thinking like, you know, a year and a half ago, February 28th, I think the guesty show in New York city, um, where we met um, some awesome people there that now I've like reconnected through with the club and everything. Um, you know, Watch Me was like a business card. It was yeah. an idea on a piece of paper and in my head. And now kind of seeing at seeing things where we are now, like in a prestigious national accelerator with equity involved um, and really like some big dreams and, and not just some big dreams, but invalidated by a lot of the mentors we're talking with, like the vision for Watch Me Be is awesome. It's, it's really cool. Um, it's about taking care of people. It's about delivering hospitality to people that are working their butts off to, to, to help other people like have a great night's sleep and a great place to slay, stay. Mm -hmm. And the enablement of like smaller entrepreneurs to build things that, that matter, uh, and to get, you build infrastructure in places where it doesn't exist yet and see what you can build off of that in the future. Um, it's just really fun. It's a, it's a really like passion driven thing, like roller coaster ride to be on. And so it's also fun to, to kind of like take a step back and take a moment and be like, all right, I guess we did do some interesting things this last month. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, I think the, the curse of a founder is, you know, not really, um, you know, I think sometimes I think we're all guilty that we don't take the time to enjoy the, the, the step that we just accomplished or the progress that we just made. Uh, because you do have to, con you know, in order for momentum to do its thing and do its course, um, kind of continue that journey and, and keep pushing forward and, you know, finding new ways to uh, make it evolve. So uh, sorry for everyone who's listening. You can hear the background. But uh, we we're I, th I think at the overall, you know, it's good to see that you're able to really enjoy this whole thing you're in, you're not just looking forward all the time you're actually enjoying the process which means uh when you're enjoying the process you're not seeing these you know these different perspectives like you were talking about i think it's really key and really really exciting so i just uh yeah keep it up man it's really good <laughs> i want to keep smiling with a smile on my face but i haven't slept in two weeks so <laughs> i'm also like like yeah the process is really fun it's really great but i would like to get one night's sleep coming up here soon but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just build, it's go, it's be crazy. But I'm a big, I'm a big believer in this framework that like everything in life happens in cycles, right? You wake up, you go to sleep, you, yeah. um, have like different periods of your life where you should be intensely focused on something. And then you should have periods of your life where you're like loosely focused. Yeah. And that probably applies to business too. Like you should take time to intently focus on, on growth or getting a new customer or fixing some problem with your business. But as a business leader, you should also have the time to take a step back and, and loosely focus and have time to think about where, you know, what problems are you having? How can you solve those in a more creative way? Where can you go into the future? Um, and so like, I kind of try to live my like personal and professional life in periods of like intense focus, intense work, loose focus, mm -hmm. loose work, um, and I just kind of decided that the tech stars for me personally, and hopefully for Wash Me and Be, is like a period of intense focus and intense work. Yeah. Sell out, you know, mess some shit up, have some fun with it. 
Um, but I'm here to work. I'm here to like work super hard. Um, and so, you know, I think in December when we're out of program, you know, I'll have some time off and, and hopefully find like catch up on some sleep and, <laughs> and hopefully some like more creative ideas and more things will come to me during that period of like loose focus and loose intensity. Yeah. Well, it's just really cool. Cause this is a, this is one thing you and I were kind of talking about on the back end with, you know, through our, through our conversations is just seeing the founder's journey, right? Seeing the story behind the scenes, um, you know, on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram, it looks so, you know, different. And not that we intentionally, like, granted, like social media has kind of created this phase of just, you know, showing the highlights, right? It's showing the, the, the beauty of what we're doing. And I think for like you and I as well, just seeing the consistency, right? Like, okay, we're still here. We're still here. Like, that we have presence, right? It's kind of like that omni, um, I guess, place to show, you know, hey, we're, I, I don't know how else to word it, right? We are still here. This is it. Um, but then with getting to hear, like, the scenes of, like, I'm not getting any sleep, man. I'm gonna, We're here to grind. Like, it's, we're going to mess shit up. Uh, like, you know, that, that type of behind, uh, I guess, sneak peek is super cool because, you know, the, there's so many – I don't even know how to describe. It. There's so many moments where I think a lot of people forget to shift the mindset like that. They, when it's time to hustle, they're kind of like, yeah, you know, I don't need to hustles. You know, hustles a made up thing. Right. And it's like, yeah, you could, you could you know, argue that point. But um, at the time of your life, when it's a current you know phase in business or a personal journey that you're on, uh, sometimes that, that energy and focus is really needed, you know, blocking out the distractions. Uh, I'm pretty sure you don't have a social life in Atlanta right now. Um, other than, you know, getting to, uh, you know, get in that war room right there behind you and, and getting on the whiteboard. So I don't know. I just think it's really important that this, this story and this behind the scenes, uh, unscripted founder's journey that's happening is really cool to broadcast and show. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really interesting too, because as more of us become entrepreneurs in this world, um, we had a really great, there's this thing at Techstars called Founder Story. And every Wednesday before we do a family dinner, um, they'll bring in a, a former Techstars founder and to tell a story. And some of those people are really big successes. Some of them, you know, maybe they failed their company, um, but they've always, always got like really good lessons. And the, the one we had this week was um, Don... Oh, shoot, I forget his last name. That's terrible of me. Um, but Don, is, uh, he was the founder of a product called Resumator uh, that became Jazz HR. And he just sold it for $180 million. So um, it was really cool hearing his 12, 13-year journey as a startup founder. Um, he was from the projects in Pittsburgh um, all the way to selling a company for $180 million that he owned, um, still owned a majority of. Um, was a really cool, like powerful thing because the tech stars mantra is just, you kind of like preach this like vulnerability, like give us the real story. Give us that raw version of like what it was like building something that took 13 years to go from zero to $180 million or valued at that. And, yeah. and, and what does that feel like as you reach, you know, $14,000 was his first year of revenue to, you know, $50,000 to a hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars to $5 million to, you know, in, in revenue and, and like understanding like what it's actually like going through those moments. And guess what? They feel like you and me, like mm -hmm. it's, it's exactly the same human experience that we all have. And so the recognition of that, like there's no, the tech crunch article, it's like this billion dollar company was built overnight and yeah. stuff like just, you know, those stories are almost so rare. It's like winning the lottery, but what you have is like founders that are just, working super hard, like going through those periods of intense focus, being on the edge of failure over and over and over. Um, one of the interesting things he gave us like some stories about this financial advisor that, that he's going through. And he said, the reason I have financial advisors is because I took risk. <laughs> um, and because I was willing to like bet on myself and bet on my company and bet on this idea, like repeatedly over and over and over. Um, and so those are like the raw moments because as more of us become entrepreneurs, as more of us get out of working in big corporations because we don't need to, because the tool set to create companies is so much lower. The barrier to entry yeah. is so much lower. Like we need like some support and like this mental health, uh, issue, this mental health, like capacity, because you don't want to just hear about all the successes and be like, Oh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg cruised yeah. to 
you know, a, a trillion dollar valuation of Facebook, you know, yeah. from zero to a trillion dollars in, in 12 years or something like that. So I think what's, what's really cool is that we're getting a lot more of these stories, organizations like Techstars and a lot of stuff you're seeing on Twitter now is about like vulnerability, about sharing your straw story. Um, and just be like, we are here. We're just like you. Yeah. I was literally just another Airbnb host two years ago, you know, three years ago. Um, just like a lot of the people are going to listen to this. Yeah. Um, but there's so many opportunities to, to level that up and change what you're doing. Well, it's just another good example of that. I think too, that I just saw earlier today on, on LinkedIn was uh, Cliff Johnson was, who's co-founder of Vicasa. And now they're getting ready to go public for what? 4.2 billion. And uh, granted he's been removed from Vicasa uh, for about, th- he said three years and seven months or something like that. But um, to see, you know, that, that, Right, like he said, we started off in a kitchen, right? We were, and cold calling these homeowners and, and apart, condo owners and apartment owners to give us their property to list on our platform, like and, and to list with us as a management company. So, you know, to to see that and to then, you know, again, this is that wasn't an overnight. We've been talking about Vicasa and other companies such as Sonder and whatnot going public this year after Airbnb kind of led the way. Uh, but you know, I think that. Seeing that moment for me as a as a not, I wouldn't say an entertainer, but as a media person who loves to talk to founders, who loves to talk to people in our space, um, you know, seeing that that story of like, damn, they were just like me when I started my podcast for twenty bucks off of a with a mic of a twenty dollar mic off of Amazon, you know, like you getting getting an, into the grind of just saying, all right, we're gonna do this, and they just kept going and going and going and going, and then finally, this this big, you know as Cliff mentioned in his post was like watching your kid leave the house and go become an adult for the first time, going to get their own apartment and, and kitchen supplies and, and paying for all their own bills and getting off your phone plan and all this other stuff. Um, it's you know, <laughs> like, you know, seeing that happen. So true. Yeah. It's like, dang, okay. That's a crazy way to look at it. And so it's really cool. Um, and I think you and I have this really unique opportunity at hand, just like with your story, um, with the tech stars uh, companies that you know uh, are in the space, um, Derek, who you mentioned and got to meet before this recording, uh, and a couple others. You know, we had um, Bowie on the show, and they got accepted into the Chicago tech stars. So, getting to see you know this, I, I guess this journey is really fun and encouraging for for me. And then, of course, all those other host hostpreneurs out there uh, for you know Airbnb and you know Verbos and and whatever product or service that there is in the space. Uh, it's really cool. Agreed. Yeah. There's a, there are a lot of stories out there that, that should be told. Um, there's a lot of people out there now like innovating in this space, which really didn't exist for a lot of innovation, you know, before, I mean, 10 years ago, 11, yeah. 12 years ago. Um, so I think we're seeing the pace of innovation pick up the, the tool kit required. Uh, you know, Don was telling us um, a couple of days ago that, you know, when he when he first started collecting payments from people for his resonator product, it was like that was the hardest technical thing he ever did in his entire career was to figure <laughs> out how to take somebody's credit card over the internet. And at that time, he was like, the only solutions out there were built for like porn sites. <laughs> of course, right? So it was just really, really interesting just to think of like uh, when I was in Spain visiting our, our linen supplier a few weeks ago. I met this kid from Poland who had wanted to be an entrepreneur his whole life. He's like 26, 27, traveled, just travels the world, living in hostels and super, super nice guy. And he had this point of view that said, he's like, you know, it's probably too late to be an entrepreneur because everything you've ever can imagine doing, like there's somebody doing it. There's a, there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, man, like you couldn't be like, you're thinking about this all wrong. Yeah. There's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur because you have this global population that's every day getting more connected. Um, and that those connections, the price of that connection as it comes down, gives you access to them as a market. Yeah. So if you're creating content like you are, Will, if you're creating a product like we are, or a service like we are with Wash Me and B, um, if you're Airbnb and you're creating a platform for people to list their existing assets and for people to stay in them in a safe and trusted way, mm-hmm. like what you're doing is you're like creating all these new opportunities for other people. So Airbnb created this 
And now you have this slew of other entrepreneurs and ideas and, and people that you can scale to. Watch me and me was a good idea for the last like 50, 100 years. Maybe it's a good idea for the next 50, 100 years. Yeah. But it wasn't until like Airbnb really put all the pieces together yeah. and made it easy for us to contact hosts or contact professionals that only exist because you know, for the most part, because Airbnb like put them together, um, is huge. And even the, you know, the cottage industry of vacation rentals that existed in in many vacation rental areas, you know, just wouldn't have been a great fit for Watch Me Be before because we didn't have the tech enablements. And now we have the tech enablements to go reach a market faster, develop products faster, take payments a lot easier, do your uh, accounting through QuickBooks or through Wave accounting or, you know, lots of other different applications that help you do your business a lot better and faster. Yeah, totally. And and just the fact that, you know, the, it's crazy because you, you're 100% right. Like this is no better time in order to become an entrepreneur. And the, the only reason like why companies or people, I, I don't know, like I think a lot of people can start a business, whether it's their side hustle and they want to keep it a side hustle or if they want to really take in a full-time position of what you're kind of doing. Like, you know, uh, you know, I think you may have, I think you told me one time that you didn't expect wash B and B to be like a full-time thing, but then you were doing laundry and you're tired of doing laundry and you're always back up on laundry. And you're like, I got to figure out how to like, I solved my own problem by solving my own problem, but I did so good at solving my own problem. I realized I have a bigger problem I'm always doing laundry. Right. And so I, and it's so cool. Cause other founders create other entrepreneurs, like founders as well with Airbnb creating this entrepreneurial bubble now for individual hosts, homeowners to become passive, you know, have passive cash flow for companies like you to be created because then uh, in order to become more passive, you have to be hands off on laundry. You can't be doing laundry the whole time. Um, in order to automate these tasks, you have to have a software that goes with your reservation system or Airbnb listing or whatever, which creates another company, breezeway VR scheduler, you name them. Um, and then it's so cool and interesting to see, like I was, uh, I was telling, I don't know who I told this not too long ago, like last week, uh, that, you know, in the beginning when I started the podcast, one, I never looked at it as a business. I looked at it as a, a way for me to kind of have a creative outlet. But then two, when I did realize this was a business, kind of like how you were like, watch me and be can be so much bigger. Uh, I didn't notice why I was struggling for this so long in the beginning was because I was targeting the wrong audience. My content or my customer wasn't the hosts that were wanting to learn the most educational stuff on, you know, like, uh, you know, top five ways to systemize your uh, housekeeping schedule or top five, like that wasn't my content. My content was what we're talking about now, you know, interviewing founders, getting to tell stories, getting to, you know, provide this, uh, I guess, network or resource or tool to others that are just curious about growing in the space. Um, And then I realized, wait, my audience isn't these individual hosts or management companies. It's founders and creators and entrepreneurs in the space that really want that network connective uh, space that you're kind of talking about. You know, every day we're more and more connected, right? So you're learning a ton as an entrepreneur that, you know, what I've created or started out to create wasn't what it was actually supposed to be. It's way bigger. There's something different. There's a new shift. And I think that you're going to learn so much. And I'm guessing like for you as well, not just in this last uh, year with COVID, but in this last couple of weeks with Techstars, you know, how much you're learning about yourself uh, in a deeper level. And I, I purely like, I think, you know, it's great if you want to go to therapy. Uh, I probably should go to therapy sometimes on a personal level, but like I'm discovering more and more about myself and, and things on how I think and operate through this process. And just like you as a, as a person, uh, I'm pretty sure that you can't uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but like you're, probably learning tons, tons more about who, like who you are as a person, who Daniel Cruz is, how does he react when, you know, a last minute pop-up change happens when it's not on the warboard machine right here uh, behind you. Like, you know, all these little things that happen uh, throughout the process is incredibly valuable more than anybody could ever imagine. Yeah. The, the personal part of like the journey is, is like really impactful. Like, I haven't thought about that. Like, but you grow, quickly and especially if you're a person that that takes the time to like have some introspective um to learn like about yourself as you go through maybe read some books on um on like 
growth and like personal, you know, whatever it is, like whatever your, your process is. If you, if you go to therapy, like awesome. If you talk to a lot of people, cause you're really extroverted. Yeah. Great. If you're introverted, like I am, and you just sit back and you find your quiet time and your space to really process things that are going on in your life. Awesome. But it's like what you do with that information that that's next. Like, how are you taking it to the next level? How are you growing it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Like we realize in, in, in startups, there's a, there are a lot of things that do you really well. And there's a lot of things about startup founding that's not great for you too. But mm-hmm. um, some of the things that do you well are like developing frameworks around your thinking um, and, and taking like thoughts and processes of thinking and like developing that into a framework and say, hey, I've seen this pattern happen a few different times. Um, maybe it's something that exists. And let me go test that pattern out in the real world a few different times. And if it holds you've created a framework to identify a pattern or identify an opportunity that can happen for you. Um, but then also having just like this schedule that we work, is like not great for us physically. It's not probably great for us mentally. Um, and so recognizing that pretty early on and like taking tools, like get healthy to like put better things in my body, to have better outputs with my like exercise. Yeah. Um, so like create some balance in my life too, which is really important and create some space around that. Uh, because if you don't do that, like you're just gonna, I, I find it's like almost impossible to succeed if you're not doing some sort of like personal development and growth while you're building, while you're being an entrepreneur, because there's so much decision-making so much on all the time. Um, there's so many pressures on like your family and your social life. Um, because you're working a lot or because you're under a lot of stress and that stress will kill you if you're not, if you're not careful with it too. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's definitely about learning about yourself and, and getting better all the time. Well, can I ask you this question on how throughout this journey, not just tech stars alone, but have you found that this has made being like an entrepreneur, being a founder, going through this process, uh, going through the ups and downs, especially the downs, um, you know, has this made you more intentional as a human being with your relationships, with your words, with your actions, with, uh, the time that you spend doing activities, the times that you spend not doing activities? Like what, what do you think that's kind of done with you in, in your life? I think it, it does. It does drive intentionality, but you have to be intentional to be intentional. Right. So yeah. I, like, I wouldn't be here. I think if it wasn't for like some books that I read and and having a period in my life where I went from being a burned out professional um, to bartender, Airbnb host, world traveler, you know, just taking time to like get to know myself. But instead of just taking time and like sitting on a beach somewhere, I read a shitload. I listened to audiobooks. I started getting into podcasts yeah. and just learning as much as possible. Like how I built this is, is like instrumental to me becoming a, a founder. Mm-hmm. Like what Guy Raz did with that show to get raw stories out of people and exactly what we were talking about with Don's story earlier is like to get the real, like what's it actually like when you're going through this insane process and trying to build something that one day can sell for like, you know, millions or hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. Like what is the actual feeling like going through that? If you're not paying attention, you can just let all that stuff fly by you and you can gain a hundred pounds because all you do is sit in front of a computer and work. Um, and you can let the cortisol surging through your body all the time, like really take a toll on your health mm-hmm. and do bad for you. Um, I've been lucky that I have the opposite effect. Like I've been, as I've gotten more into founding and more into entrepreneurism, I've taken better care of myself. I've been really intentional about that. Um, and part of that period is what, what discovering that framework of like high periods of high, low focus and low focus or high intensity, low intensity. Yeah. Um, and just trying to match things better with like my nature, um, with what we know about like human nature and, and just being out there. And so, yeah, it is, it's, it's really about being intentional and discovering that you have that ability. Maybe it's with age too. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I could have done this in my twenties. I think you're still, you're still in your twenties. So yeah, like, yeah. uh, 26, you, what, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just a babe. So you still <laughs> got, like, so it's amazing too, that you're, you're come so far like yourself and you're already talking about like being intentional, mm-hmm. um, and some of the stresses that are coming with it. Like I wasn't there in my twenties and maybe I'm a late bloomer. Um, and so that's why yeah. <laughs> this is happening in my late thirties for me too, though. No, no, I, I don't share my story often, but like I was having a conversation with a good friend of ours, Andrew Kitchell. I uh, was talking about, you know, I, I think I had an early start. I was homeless pretty young at 17 years old. I had to go through like a lot of my own ups and, and downs. So, um, no, I think I've learned a lot of those lessons early, which could be good and bad. But, um, no, I think it's everyone's timing is really 
like that other kid that you met in Spain, you know, saying, you know, he thinks it's too late. Well, you know how many times authors and, and painters and creators and business owners don't create their business or, you know, get famous or make lots of money and do their, like, their calling at, until they're, like, 50, 80? Like, there, there's so many stories that go into that. I, I forget what her name was, but a painter didn't paint her first painting until she was, like, 82. And then she became, like, the most profound, like, artist when it comes to the paint uh, I don't know what you call it, like the art of paint. Uh, so it's just like, it, it's just great. Like you're never like your timing is your timing and your story is your story. And I think it's really incredible that, you know, there's people like you, there's other people in this space that we know that get to share their stories and be like, look, you don't like, I, there's so many people that get in that. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or if it's just, you know, whatever, but it's, it's, the more raw and vulnerable you are, the more it gives like people permission to let their guard down in the sense of, okay, like I don't have to copy this person because there's no way you can, you can't copy someone that's unique and different from you because that's what you have. That's like your perk. That's like your, your superpowers that you are unique and different. And so your story is going to be that way too. So allow yourself to be different, allow your story to be changing, allow your personality and intentions and your thoughts and the way you do do stuff, you know, be different. I think it's really important as a as an entrepreneur and as a founder, especially in our space. You know, there's not one vacation rental that's the same as the other, right? So, you know, hotels. There's plenty of more Marriott courtyards, but how many uh, you know Daniel Cruises are there? One, you know. So it's like it's it's really important to to, to have that that I guess perspective on life with, with the whole. Yeah, life. you just you nailed that like that last word you said perspective, and and we touched on it earlier, but. Yeah. For me, a big part of it was like coming to terms with the fact that everybody else has a different perspective than me. Yeah. Um, people that work for me, our customers, um, people here at Techstars, like everybody you talk to views the world like behind their own eyes with their own like unique set of chemistry happening in between it. And even though it's so, so similar on paper, like in practice and in reality, it's so, so different. And so when you can pick up on other people's perspective, um, try to like use empathy to put yourself in their shoes um, and just recognizing that everywhere you look, there's like different perspectives all around. Can you adapt to them? Can you like adjust yours? Can you like stick with yours? Like all of those things are just like hyper important to figure out like what you're trying to do, um, who you're trying to be, like who you're trying to please um, as you go through this process. Um, and then the, the diversity and like, there's just never been a better time to be an entrepreneur. 100%. And it's because the cost of doing entrepreneurship just keeps coming down. Um, there's a long ways to go. We've got to fix things with like the tax code yeah. that like, creates a huge burden on entrepreneurs, like small entrepreneurs, like you and I, they can't afford the world's best accountants to do it all for us. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of burdens that need to like get out of our way. Um, but then there's also like some stuff that probably should happen a little better to protect people and protect customers um, also, uh, protect investors. Um, that's why I'm a big fan of like the regulation crowdfunding because, um, it, it does access, it like increases access, increases diversity throughout the, um, startup and small business ecosystem, yeah. uh, which is what we need. If we need, if we have stronger, like small business people, a uh, lot more perspectives like coming into play, then we're going to get better outcomes that are like more tied to humanity. If we get one person who's in charge of everything and all the wealth, like we get that one's person perspective, which maybe then gets like really bastardized and, and, and um, like demonic almost with like the wealth and power effect. But if you have a whole lot of different perspectives, always like pushing forward policy or always pushing forward, like what's best for a large group of people. I think that's really the only way we have out of like a lot of these like big situations we're up against right now. Yeah, totally. And I, I think one part that is kind of cool about it, like, yeah, there's a lot of challenges and I think you address all the good points. Um, but the, the fact that, you know, things are a little bit harder for the smaller business, it, it just proves that that hard work ethic, that, that vision, that passion, that drive that gets through those, you know, hardships, those hurdles that we've encountered, whether it's tax codes and not being able to afford a good, a good, uh, accountant or CPA, um, you know, what do you do to get around that? You find a friend who actually is going to a financial school or you find this, or you go that, and like, there's all these resources and things that we just haven't untapped. But the more we keep searching and digging, we keep finding out more and more. And you're like, Oh, like I didn't know that even existed. So I'm going to start doing this. And then it evolves and evolves and it gets better. And like that ecosystem of what you're talking about kind of encompasses that, like our challenges and hurdles of small business owners and founders, 
really makes it what what we are. Like we're not, you know, Amazon where we can just buy something and all of a sudden our problems are gone, <laughs> or, or we can throw money at something and and have it um, create another stream of wealth. Uh, you know, whatever it may be. So I think it's kind of fun uh, for the most part. It's not maybe not fun going through it, but on the other side, you're like, ah, thank you, thank you. All right, cool, we're here. Um, yeah. Well, you always have like the, the, I forget the name of the effect, actually, the, the effect where no matter like what you went through, like after time, like the, the continuum of time as you go through it, like you remember that as being like not such a bad thing. Um, so the, the, like a classic example is most of us are still living in some sort of pandemic or some sort of restrictions around that. Um, but like nothing like we were living in May and April and March of last year. Right. Yeah. But if I think back to last year, I was already having this session with a few friends and we were like, remember when we got together and we all made pasta because we're all like in the same bubble group and we're allowed to hang out with each other. Um, and we just like cooked like every night or just like got time to spend time like doing puzzles or, you know, spending a like inordinate amount of time with their, your couple or like whoever you're hanging out with during that, during that time. And it was so funny, like instantly the conversation turned of like how this like cool, like we're walking around the city and there was nobody there and you're taking pictures of this abandoned downtown. Yeah. In the moment it was like apocalyptic and like stressful and worrying. And now we're just like reminiscing about like the good parts of it. Right. Like the spending extra time with people. Oh, I remember when we got together with like our families, like every week on zoom, like two or three times a week. And like, ever since then, we're just like, mom, stop calling me. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I'm too (laughs) busy. (laughs) So, So it's really funny. Like how we always remember things in the past better. And also like a good thing to remember in your perspective. Like if I may be having a shit time, I had a rough week, you know, but like, I'll probably only remember the good things about this week, um, in a few weeks from now or like a year from now. So also just don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean the big, even the big stuff. Yeah. That, that's such a good point. And it's just, it's kind of funny because it's like we adapted, right? Like in the beginning where it was apocalyptic and like, I remember there were, there was days, like maybe weeks where I was like, holy shit, what am I going to do? Holy shit. What am I going to do? Holy shit. What am I going to do? And like, constantly throwing like banging my head on the wall and be like what am i gonna do i just lost everything i quit my job i did this like I, <laughs> like i didn't know i was like when i quit my job to become an entrepreneur i was gonna lose everything right in the beginning like you know all these thoughts go through your head and then like you said the zooms the maybe the intentional facetime dates or the ordering your covid crush some some uh, Uber Eats and having dinner together over a, a you know a nice FaceTime candlelit dinner or whatever it may have been. Those moments and, and memories become you know the the they're the adaption right. Like we adapted to that point uh, to now where things are open and people are able to travel and it's just it's kind of funny to see the process of of it all and and yeah like you said I think it's funny that we're all going to remember the funny and like good moments versus the banging your head on the wall. What am I going to do? Like type, yeah. uh, type moments. But, um, yeah, man, I remember like the, the last show was when I first had that first ever realization that it was like, Oh my God, like everything I was doing went to zero in the pandemic last year. Like I started wash B and B going to zero. Yeah. I had Airbnbs like that. I was going to live on going to zero. Yeah. I quit my job at GE healthcare. Like that's already at zero, <laughs> uh, bartending at the stadiums so for the bucks, go bucks world champs. Um, and the brewers like going to zero. And I was like, Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> but here we are today and, and things are like changed. I'm still broker than I've ever been in my whole life, but, um, but Hey, Techstars has got office space for me so I can live here. Let's say, what about all the investment? You're not just blowing it all out on, uh, out in Atlanta right now. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I kind of, <laughs> kind of wish that I was in a little different situation and I could add some like social time and yeah. some money to go spend it at the bars. Um, there's good things happening in Atlanta right now. If anybody that's in Atlanta, um, one, if you hear this episode, shoot me an email or hit me up on Twitter. Um, Daniel at washbnb.com at Daniel J Cruz on Twitter. Um, come say hi. Like I'm in Atlanta. I've got cool office space in Pond city market. Um, if you got a short term rental, we're going to be opening here. So let's talk about that too. For sure. Um, but yeah, in, in general things were, things were wild and, and now things are better. Awesome. Well, just for anyone listening and watching and for your uh, information, Daniel, uh, this episode is going live like right now. Like once we stop recording, it's going to the, to the airwaves and to the, 
to the video. Can you clean up the bags under my eyes? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel the Quasimodo-ness of like my long week, but we'll be all right. It's all good, man. We'll we'll get some beauty filters on next time for, for us. <laughs> we'll get I noticed I've gotten shinier as the episode has gone on too, so. I love it. It's so good. Well, hey, well, I think this is a good way to, to get to the segue of our ending where you and I get to make a cool little announcement since we're talking about the, you know, the overall behind the scenes, the founder story, the journey, like the unscripted, uh, you know, I, I don't know what else to call it. Journey. That's what it is in my head. Um, we get to announce uh, something pretty cool that we're going to do with the show. So we're going to, I wish I had a drum roll button on my thing here, but uh, we're going to make a new podcast. <laughs> yes. So we are going to actually continue to do updates like this about your journey through Techstars, stars, uh, getting to interview other founders through your Techstar program, uh, and then also getting real and raw with other founders throughout time, whether in our space or maybe different verticals of hospitality along, you know, entrepreneurism and founder, yeah, everything. Um, so we're going to create a series and just to, since that we have video, I love that we have video this time. Um, are you ready to show it off? Are you ready to show off our big announcement? I'm ready to see it. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Where so are we? We are here. Here we are. That's what it is. Uh, so we're going to announce a new series on Slick Talk, and it's going to become a separate podcast as well. Uh, but it's called Here We Are, and it's going to be a behind or a backstage glimpse into hospitality founders. So Daniel and I are going to co-host our own segment on Slick Talk and our own podcast. So it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I'm really excited for it, actually, because it's something that I've been working on behind the scenes. I've been wanting to revisit with a lot of my past Slick Talk guests uh, and get to to get some unscripted time with them. And so uh, I think this is going to be a fun project for us. Yeah, like, and I think this is born from a, a great idea that you've had. And then also just being around this Techstars family movement that we've got going on and like that give first mentality, like hashtag give first. Yeah. Um, vulnerability, like values-based leadership. Um, let's hear from those people. Like I've, I've had no problem sort of expressing like the ups and downs of, of what we've been building and going through like inside and outside. Um, I'm excited to keep sharing those stories as we go through tech stars. Um, we'll talk about a little bit of news that's going around in the short-term rental industry. Cause it's just a, what an exciting time to be alive. We've got Companies going public via SPACs. We've got, uh, you know, lots of M&A activity going around. Um, and then lots of, like, founders popping up and going through Techstars. Uh, in my Techstars cohort, there's 10 companies here in Atlanta. Three have ties into the short-term rental space. Um, the other founders here are just incredible people. They're amazing. Um, so we want to hear what they're working on. Uh, we want to probably hear, I don't know, hopefully people want to hear, like, what Techstars, what Techstars and WashBnB are doing together and, and how that progresses from week to week um, because there'll be a lot of updates Um, and yeah audio is a good cool fun format it's the future apparently and um, who knew that a shy like introverted kid uh, (laughs) would be a podcast co-host someday I'm still like trying to wrap my wrap my head around it but and we'll get a little studio built here so we don't have to be all echoey and like vacuum cleaners in the background and stuff too (laughs) like get a better listening experience for you no I love it well and this is kind of fun for me too because like we you know we have good morning hospitality and we cover a lot of industry news from hotels and vacation rentals and airlines and you name it Uh, but really I think getting to to get in the I'm a big fan of backstage right i I love seeing um i've been saying my one of my favorite words has been unscripted right like i don't write notes for the episode other than like as you're talking i might might, like write something down so i don't forget it but you know stuff stuff like that i think is really fun and important and you know to to yeah just imagine that this is what the 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 business and the company is incorporated which is media uh and and content producing or production and stuff like that is just really fun so uh, I'm all in. I'm excited to have another co-host and bring you into the the Slick Talk family. And uh, I'm let's just di- you know, jot, uh, excuse me, dive right in. Uh, starting with uh, next week, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, super exciting. Well, like hopefully it'll be fun and entertaining. But you know, we got some good chemistry. You're a good, you're a good kid. So yeah. we'll figure it out. <laughs> good kid. Good lord. <laughs> you're a good kid. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys heard it from us first. This episode is going out live. So if you're just now hearing it on this beautiful Friday, July 30th evening, uh, afternoon, my time evening on the East Coast, um, then get ready because uh, here we are. We're ready to, uh, to show. So, Daniel, thanks for joining me again on this Friday. I'll let you go so you can at least 
try to maybe get to bed a little bit earlier tonight uh, than you probably have been the last couple of weeks. And uh, we'll see each other next week. I got a few more emails to send, but thanks for having me, Will. It's been a pleasure. Slick Talk is still my favorite you know, episode, even though I have to hear my weird voice sounding voice on it every <laughs> once in a while. But uh, yeah, excited to, to kick things off with you next week for We Are Here Too. Awesome. Let's do it. All right, Slick Talkers, you heard it from us. We'll see you again next week. And don't forget to tune in to your favorite episodes every week. And we'll see you then. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I could not be more thankful that you chose my podcast to listen to today. Now, I also couldn't be more thankful for the amazing partners and sponsors I have for the show. We have Hostfully.com, NoiseAware.com, and Safely.com. And you can check out more about my sponsors on the Slick Talk website, where I have the sponsors and partners page. Now, thank you for tuning in and enjoy another episode. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.